The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how to create an effective marketing plan based on some lessons learned from the music industry. Joining us is Alex Chichamaro, who is the Vice President of Marketing at RCA Records, which is a major record label under the Sony Music Entertainment umbrella. The RCA label is home to stars like Dojo Cat, Justin Timberlake, and SZA. Yesterday, Alex and I talked about the music industry's marketing playbook, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about community building secrets from your favorite band. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Alex Chichamaro, the Vice President of Marketing at RCA Records. Alex, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. Excited to have you back and to continue our conversation. You know, yesterday we talked about the playbook for marketing musicians. And my takeaway from the conversation is there's a formula. You start with organic content. You figure out who's interested in what you have to say. You use some paid promotion to start to scale. And then you start building in community aspects to nurture and also offer value-added services, different experiences. And that's really where the monetization comes in. So I want to kick into a little bit of the community building aspect. We covered, you know, how do you get started? How do you grow? Now I've got an audience. How do I turn them not into an audience, but a community that interacts with me and with the rest of my community? I think the first thing on that touring, obviously, experiential moments, things where you can bring people physically together, I think is the moment. And then the other thing is, and I'll give you an example in a second of an artist that I worked with previous RCA, but figuring out those little moments that show you care figuring out who your biggest customers are, or just the most engaged customers, city by city, and finding ways to do things for them. The artist I was going to mention is a guy by the name of Logic, multi-platinum artist, Grammy Award winner, great guy. And he was the first artist that I worked with that made me realize being you and being authentic to yourself is great. And then once people connect with that authenticity, finding the people that need that lift and giving it to them. Every city when he was on tour, he'd bring somebody out to rap one of the parts of his songs. He'd do giveaways and market to market. 
and I don't work with him anymore, but he did something a month or so ago where everybody on TikTok now does these open verse challenges where they leave part of the song empty so you can duet it and do your own little freestyle over it. And he found the most interesting one and as a surprise, flew them out to perform at his first show in a few years in Miami. All expenses paid. It was a really great moment. Like those are the things that A, resonate with those people, but B, through social and through the community, make it clear that he cares. So it makes that fan interaction when it's time to actually sell something that much more meaningful, right? When it's time for him to go and sell an album in a streaming era, he can go put up much larger numbers on a physical side or on a bundle, or he can still go tour after not putting out music over the past few years and do amphitheaters and arenas simply because of the fact that he has that built-in connection. So what I'm hearing from you is that there's two components to building your community. One is real life connections actually matter. And in the case of a musician, you're kind of doing a one-to-many type of marketing. And I think the parallel for most marketers is, hey, getting out there and doing events, going and networking, whether it's be buying a booth or just showing up to a conference, shaking hands, meeting people, puts a face and some humanity to the product. And then the second is surprising and delighting. And look, a lot of it is content delivery and ways to engage with your fans for artists. But when you're thinking about businesses, brands, everything from e-commerce to B2C, e-commerce, great, I'm going to give away a t-shirt or a a similar product or, or something that makes the product a little bit more useful. Talk to me a little bit about how you think that this notion of community and basically building in the extras is relevant for brands that are very different than artists, you know, some of the enterprise B2B brands. You have to think about it in terms of what's the point and value of the community in the first place. And sometimes you have to think about it in terms of, am I the one that makes sense to start the community or should I find the community and be a part of it and figure out how to stand out within it? The easiest thing when you think of a B2B marketer, nine times out of 10, it's about finding the community that their customer is already in and figuring out how they stand out. That's not necessarily new. It's just figuring out how to do that at scale digitally. I was actually talking to somebody about this that runs a B2B business a couple months ago in, I think it was like the medical field. And the idea that I had was, the product that they sold only really mattered to the lower level employees in like the org chart, the assistants. But the people who make the decisions are the CFOs and the CEOs. So instead of approaching the marketing strategy of how do I convince the CEO that this is a great product that's going to be helpful, how do you create a community for yourself and that particular client on both sides to create a conversation? How do you get the secretary or the assistant or the community manager or whatever it is to have that conversation? How do you be a part of that, facilitate it and keep that going? And I think a lot of times when you think of community now and you think of the way it's done or spoken about digitally, it's always a conversation about scale, thousands of people and How do you manage these large groups of people and keep them talking, which it could be, but sometimes it's just about figuring out 
how do you do it one-to-one or one-to-a-few and keep them engaged with you as much as possible and keep them talking to each other so you can learn. And then the other side to that is what I just said. You have to learn from the community and you have to evolve because of that. If you're sitting there on a B2B level and your group of people is the 10 different clients that you have in the city that you're in, and you're taking everybody out to dinner and you're doing all these like random experiential things to have them talking, you're going to learn about how you can level your product up. You're going to learn about the things that they like even outside of your immediate product and immediate scope. And then you can place yourself there and you can start creating awareness for your community and draw new people in because you know, six out of the 10 of the people love to go to the Rangers game at Madison Square Garden. So now you know more people are probably along the lines of them at that game. And you can figure out how to do a booth there with the private tasting of something. Or you can figure out how to do something where even just buying advertising in the venue itself. There's a million ways to slice it. It's just knowing who you're talking to and how to get to them. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So talk to me a little bit about platform. You mentioned you have to make the decision of building your own community or being where your existing customers are. In the music industry, look, there's communities that are on YouTube and I'm assuming Spotify and Apple Music all have ways to engage with your fans. Are you using a third-party platform? Are you using something like a band page to build relationships, or are you trying to basically use the social networks and other platforms to engage constantly? The best way to do it is you bring them down the marketing funnel to a Discord server, to a Facebook groups, to a place where it's not just you being the one doing all the talking. That's not community, that's a cult, right? 
if you're the one just talking to everybody and telling them what to do, it's called a howling at the moon. Yeah. You're not tying anybody in with you and you're not making people feel like they're building further connections off of that. So I prefer places like Discord. I prefer places like Facebook groups. There's some text messaging apps that we'll use that enable you to talk directly. Like Community is actually one of the apps. There's another one that Ryan Leslie, who's a Grammy award-winning producer, started called Superphone. That's great. I mean, those are kind of the baseline places. But the other thing, to be honest, and you'll see this a lot in, for instance, like country music, is you stick to social and then you just go experiential as much as possible. You go directly into, I'm going to do a performance at this bar in Nashville. Come see me, come hang out. And you figure out how to make that experience something interesting. And a couple hundred people come out. And then you meet all those fans, you take photos, you build the relationships, you have the conversations, you learn from the experience. And then you do it again two weeks later. Again, there's a lot of ways to do it. I have a background in digital marketing, so I'm always going to lead digital first. But that's really where my head would be is start in a place like Discord, start in a place, a Facebook group, something where everybody can talk to each other and you can be a part of it. If you wanted to find a community though, and you wanted to be a part of that, that's where one, you got to just do your research. Your community could be the community board meeting and you just have to go speak for 30 minutes. Or your community could be a Twitter spaces that happens every morning over something. And you just want to get in the mix and say something or a clubhouse chat. You just got to figure out where like-minded people are. At the end of the day, community is not about you, as I said, howling at the moon. It's about understanding who your customers are, putting them in the same place and allowing them to communicate with each other. I guess the last question I have for you, I feel like the fear for a lot of people when they think about community is the notion of moderation. Is that, all right, I'm going to get everybody together in this group and I want it to be productive. And this is specifically for the larger brands. I don't want people that are my customers getting together and talking shit about my company. I want this to be a positive conversation. So how do you make sure that the community spaces you're working in, no matter where they are, what platform, ends up being a positive experience and also highlighting your brand or your artist and your music in the right way? I think you have to show that you care and you're listening because not everything's going to be possible. That's not how the world works. You're not perfect. So years ago, I used to work at Disney World. It was like one of my first jobs. And I remember vividly in the training, I don't know the exact stat, but it was if you screw up and you make it better, the customer is going to be more happy than if everything went right in the first place. Because you guys overcame a challenge together. They got to voice their issues. They were heard. You resolved the problem. And I think the best community management comes from people that care. In terms of scaling it, I think that's where the problems also come about. Because nine times out of 10, the artist is the CEO of a business. That's the way you should think about it in terms of comparing the two. And the artist isn't going to be the one that wants to spend their time in the community talking day in and day out. So that's why you make sure you have people around you that understand what your business is and want to continue to drive conversation day over day. And then the other side of it is that if you really care and you're paying attention, the way these communities are built, people will naturally raise their hand if you do a good enough job of it, where they just want to be a part of it. And they want to be moderators. They want to be people that are involved in the brand that you're building. 
the baseline of driving a community is everybody's moving towards a collective goal together. So if people believe in your collective goal and they think the way that you're leading that community is the right way and it's interesting and exciting, people will naturally raise their hands for free and say, I want to be more than just the person commenting in this thing. I want to be the person that goes and helps sell, to bring back to the music business, helps sell tickets to the show, helps put posters up all over the place, helps drive my fans to call the radio station to request the record. They're going to want to do more to be seen because they believe in the vision of what you're building. You know, we talk a lot about community on this podcast, and often it is about some of the platforms and technologies that are relevant to making sure that you can build, scale, monetize a community. Fundamentally, communities are something that are important not only for creators, not only artists. It's not only podcasters. We're seeing more and more brands start to build communities around their products and services, whether it's groups of their customers or people that are trying to solve the same problem. And I think that the lessons we can learn from the music industry about how they've cultivated relationships with the people that are interested in their products or services and how they can filter through their community to find who their super fans are and then give them additional responsibility and allow them to moderate and manage the community. I think that's one of the most important lessons that we can learn from the music industry. Alex, I appreciate you coming on the show and walking us through not only the music industry's marketing playbook, but some community building secrets as well. Thank you for having me. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Alex Chichamaro, the Vice President of Marketing at RCA Records for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Alex, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is the bald god, the bald god. Or you can visit his company's website, which is rcarecords.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.